Welcome to Culture Matters, a podcast exploring the intersection of faith and culture. I'm Elizabeth Woodson, and I am joined by my co-host, Adam Hawkins. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good. You good? Yeah. Okay. I'm hanging in. Okay. How about you? I'm doing the same. (laughs) So today, in light of the Olympics and our series on mental health, we are going to have a mini episode on mental health, specifically looking at the story of Simone Biles and a couple other stories related to this issue. So Adam, I mean, you really can't miss it if you are watching the news or social media. I think of specifically of Simone Biles. It was a stunning moment at the Tokyo Olympics today. Simone Biles, considered the top gymnast in the world and favored to bring the U.S. gold medals, withdrew from the team competition. Today has been really stressful. We had a workout this morning. Um, It went okay. And then just that five and a half hour wait or something, I was just like shaking, could barely nap. I've just never felt like this going into a competition before. And I tried to go out here and have fun and warm up in the back went a little bit better. But then once I came out here, I was like, no, mental is not there. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. Um, She also had a a dynamic called the twisties, and we can kind of talk about that. But it's just some real things that were happening. Um, And the culture had a pretty interesting response. I'm fascinated by the conversations I've been having with friends and colleagues about this in particular. And this idea that she's at the biggest stage in the world, and it's the most uh, coveted, really, title at the Olympics, the women's all around. And she said, you know what? My mental health is more important than even that. English journalist Piers Morgan said, and I quote, Well, sorry if it offends all the howling Twitter snowflake virtue signalers, but I don't think it's remotely courageous, heroic, or inspiring to quit. To expect that she is perfect every time is is asking too much of anyone. That's not human to be perfect every time. If we're okay with Simone Biles saying, hey, couldn't go tonight, mental health. We can be okay if LeBron says the same thing. Why do we have sympathy for Simone Biles, but we wouldn't have sympathy or empathy for LeBron James? It's called double standard. I applauded her courage because we know that mental health should be a priority. You don't have to wait until you have mental illness, until you may be incapacitated. Is there any other stories that you have heard of? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't in the Olympics, but leading up to it, uh, the number one women's tennis player, her name's Naomi Osaka, she's sort of taken the mantle from Serena and stuff. And there's been interesting pressure on her about that, too. It's really uh, fascinating. But she basically said, look, I'm not going to do the press junket thing at the French Open. She is treated like really pretty unfairly, honestly, a lot of times in media. And it is related to like people love Serena so much, obviously. So there's like a lot of haters and stuff. But she she gets asked crazy questions and everything. And she just said, look, I'm not going to do it for the French Open. 
Well, a shocking move by tennis star Naomi Osaka. On Monday, she announced that she's withdrawing from the French Open. It comes after she expressed concerns last week that press conferences can be damaging to the mental health of athletes. Osaka had been fined $15,000 for refusing to do the traditional post-match news conferences, but Grand Slam tournament directors responded by threatening her with more substantial fines and future Grand Slam suspensions. In my view, it's quite a shameful kind of period for tennis, for you know, a player to withdraw from a tournament because it, she felt like her mental health was a distraction to people hitting tennis balls. It should really make everyone uncomfortable and think about the effect that these press conferences have on, on players. Those are two stories related to mental health and sports, and I I just don't think you can disconnect either of those from the larger stories of the pandemic going on in mental health. So, yeah. You know, I think it's interesting because it's not mental health, especially with our our athletes, is nothing new. No. You know, I think it's the newness of hearing about it, the newness of, like you said, the intersection of all the things that have been happening, but also the newness of people's response to it. Right. Um, So I know that a lot of Simone Biles... um, Sponsors were like, hey, we're with you. We see you. And then there are those of us who are sitting on our couches um, who were like, you need to get it together. Right. Like, you need to get back in the game. This is unacceptable. And just this polar opposites of response that we've seen to people saying, hey, I'm not in a good place. I need to step back. And people's unwillingness to be able to lean into that space. Right. Right. It's strange. I mean, I also think social media probably plays a big part. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that I'm going to harp on that. I honestly think social media was, like, invented by Satan. He was like, hey, I'm going to do some coding finally. And he invented <laughs> social media. So, But I do think that is a phenomenon in which yeah. you've got a lot of people. And let's face it, you know, um, most of social media is actually dominated by people whose prefrontal cortex hasn't actually, like, totally fully well. developed yet, meaning very young people are yeah. on social media. And uh, they do a lot of really mean things. And for some reason, we all listen to it and make stories about it. But I can't imagine for either Naomi Osaka or for Simone Biles sort of saying, hey, I, I have to pull back. Like, I can't imagine then being met with vitriol. It's mm-hmm. it's really sad. Yeah. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about the immense amount of pressure that both of these women carry. Mm-hmm. Um, the immense amount of pressure, especially with the narrative of Simone Biles being the greatest of all time, that the whole world is watching you um, and you are engaging a situation in which, one, you, you might feel like your body's out of control, so it's not safe for you to be out there. But just the weight of having to say, I'm going to choose my mental health over fulfilling what the expectations of the entire world. Right. And like you said, the weight of the decision that she had to make and then the response from people, which I think also points to, you know, that we see people, we can see people as for here for entertainment. Right. That we like, we feel like we own these athletes and that they have to do what we want them to do. Um, and that people are human and they have limitations and they have boundaries. But just opening up the conversation for other people to feel the freedom to say, oh, if I am not doing well, I can step away from something too, even if that something is something really big, because nothing is really worth me putting myself in a place where my mental health is at risk in a significant way. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think the question for me that pops up is this, for whatever reason, um, Simone and Naomi saying, I need to step back. I need to have limitations. And what does that do for us and how we think about mental health, the need to have boundaries in line with our Christian story? So Adam, kind of what thoughts do you have about that? I think, first of all, it's to recognize that we need to think about it within a Christian framework, because I do think what, with some of these sporting events in particular, have a really strange um, um, uh, relationship with patriotism in general in America, meaning I watch, for instance, I'm a big soccer fan, so I watch uh, the beautiful game football over, it's called football overseas, not soccer, but I watch <laughs> soccer overseas. They don't start their games with the uh, national anthem. The mm-hmm. pro- they're professional games. Obviously, they're international games. They yeah. do. But like, you know, baseball starting with the national anthem or football games or something, they just don't do it. So it's it's odd, right? There's an odd dichotomy how that happened, how, you know, I'm not making a judgment one way or the other, but I think there's a weird patriotism tied in. That's certainly true of the Olympics, right? And so why am I bringing that up? Because I think there is a sense in which we want our athletes to be American heroes. And I think saying, I can't do this, feels anti-American. And I would even say, maybe it is. Um, What America loves is the underdog story. We've always loved that. People love that. They love people going up against insurmountable odds and somehow finding a way to win, right? Like, that's the story we love. And look, that's cool. That's super cool. It's great. Is that the Christian way of thinking through this? And what I would say is no, no, it's not. The Christian way of thinking through this is to say that's a human being made in the image of God on the other side. And I I don't mean to minimize the competition. It's important. And I don't mean to minimize the things that Simone does. She's incredible. But again, it's a girl doing some tumbles and flips. Is that worth her breaking her spirit and her mental health for? I think as a Christian, we just need to throw our hands up and say, man, whatever she needs to do. And I hope she gets the help she needs, right? Yeah, because it is. It is we what we recognize we're asking people to do. And I want you to put yourself in a place where you are in danger for my entertainment because I want you to fulfill some narrative we have of who you're supposed to be in an American pride. We need to get that gold medal. And really what is more valuable is who she is as made in the image of God. Right. And so how do we, as we're talking about this with our friends and our family members or our kids, be able to help them piece through this conversation is we exist to glorify God and we love the things he loves and he loves his creation and he loves himself and his creation. We're a part of that. And so how can we help create a space in which image bearers, are, are given the opportunity to flourish and thrive. And that means listening when someone says, hey, I need to step out of this and giving them space to find the care that they need. Um, and also reconciling some of the unrealistic pressures I think we put on these athletes, again, that falls into the narrative. Um, but they're people first. Yeah, and I let's be honest. like It's still great to watch people yeah. go up against odds and do these oh, yeah. things. And, do, and sport is one of those places where we're able to do that. So I don't want to throw away the whole no. narrative. But I think it's fine. I think there's an overreaction on the other side, too, which is to make everybody a hero for everything they do. And I think the proper reaction is just to say, hey, someone we care about you. Take care yeah. of yourself. 
yourself. Absolutely. Hey, other people on the team, let's go do it. it right. And you kind of, but you don't have to denigrate her No. And you also don't have to turn her into something she's not. Right. And so it's just, um, I think it's all part of exactly what you're saying. These people become truly idols Mm -hmm. that represent heroism and you know the never give up spirit of america or whatever and i'm not saying those things aren't important but simone biles isn't god no and we do recognize that we are weak and in our weakness christ god is made perfect christ is and so christ is the one who steps in and fulfills all those things out of our weakness and out of our need not simone biles she doesn't do that for me she doesn't yeah she doesn't she's a person right there's limitations and then we give her space to live within those limitations Absolutely. when she needs to do that. And so there are people who have done that for her. She's had a lot of love and support, Naomi Osaka as well. Um, but again, there's always that contingent of people who are not loving and are very nasty on the social medias, which, you know. If I could say anything as a leader, here it is. Get off social media. Just do it. Your life will be so much better. If I could just implore you to do anything, guess what you won't miss? Social media. Guess, I'm just, I just implore you to try it. I'm not on social media. It's great. I think I have an old Facebook account somewhere, but I don't really You're go on there. it. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll get a lot of notifications, usually on my birthday, that people are like, happy birthday. And I'm like, cool. So, yeah. It's great. It's true. It's over-consuming and doesn't make us our best people. Um, but I think just these two examples that we've seen in the media have highlighted the dynamic. Again, the whole point of this series is to help us as a church lean into something that's becoming more and more prevalent in our culture. We've seen the ways in which the culture has not done that for these two women. And so it's a further encouragement to us to how do we help image bearers live in a world in which they can thrive and care for their needs. And so the need to do that with Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, and whoever else says, hey, um, I need to step back because I need to care for myself. Thank you for listening to Culture Matters. Today's episode was recorded and mixed by Chris Darrett and produced by David Rorard. If you like what you heard, please give us a great review where you listen to the podcast. Also, follow us on Instagram. Don't follow Adam, though, because he ain't on there. (laughs) Thanks, and God bless. (laughs) 